Hey, what is going on, guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the four-game NBA main slate on Thursday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. Guys, if you're into NBA Top Shot, make sure to check out my video uploaded uh, earlier this morning on a couple of new strategies to make money. Um, if you guys are not familiar with NBA Top Shot, I have a whole video series breaking it down. So if you're interested, again, check that out. Um, if you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link is down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. Premium content, offer that on patreon.com, NBA, and NFL package. Cover the main, cover the showdown slates. Uh, more info down below as well. The sponsor of this video is Prize Picks. Guys, if you're not familiar with Prize Picks, uh, it's a player prop site where, again, you take over under on fancy points. You can take over under on straight up points, assists, rebounds, three pointers made. Um, you pick two to five uh, player props uh, and you can win 10x your money. Um, you can mix and match sports as well. You can go to NFL, they have college football. Golf, tennis, esports. So if you guys want to try it out, make sure to sign up and use my code DKDFS. It's DKDFS, all one word. And you'll get a free 100% match up to $100. So again, 100, uh, free $100 if you deposit $100 using my code uh, on this. And finally, as always, I want to thank you guys for your continued support. Everyone watching these videos, everyone that came in and checked out the live streams the last couple of days. Just make sure to hit the like button if you enjoy, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Okay. It was close, guys. It was really close to this slate, right? I'm sure you OGs know what that means, right? Really, really close to uh, me breaking out the notebook and, uh, you know, taking some notes on the events that occurred. It was really close, really close to one of those, okay? So, uh, Looking back at the lineup, a couple questions. Um, number one, is uh, is Tyler Hero serious? Is, is Tyler Hero serious? Is he, right? There's no way he's serious, right? He's trolling. Has to be, right? First half, one of 10 shooting. Tyler Hero. Have I ever gotten Lowry versus Hero correct? The answer is no. Just like last year when it, when it was Hero versus Dragic, nah, never got it right. Never ever got it right. Now, um, did get a little bit lucky with uh, with Lowry getting ejected at the end of the first half. If you play Lowry, I mean, I really feel for you. That just sucks. It flat out sucks. Nothing you can do about it. Um, like. Ejections, come on. I didn't see it, but I guess it was just like a BS ejection. All right. Um, number two, Chalk Kuzma. It was tonight. I literally was the, the meme of the guy parent pulling his hair out. That was me, plus with that late news too. So Chalk Kyle Kuzma, where do I even start? Okay. Extremely overowned all across the board. Um, again, outlier performances last couple games for him. So uh, the first quarter, massive bust, right? I'm looking at this. Yes, yes, Kuzma way overowned. Like, let's go. I'm like licking my chops. Like, yes, this is gonna be a great night. Well, then you get Davis Bertans injured right away. So Kuzma went to the bench for like 30 seconds, right back in. And then uh, we're not we're not done there. Okay, Bradley Beal, Daniel Gafford. Both in massive foul trouble. Massive 
even more massive for Brad Beal, who fouls out with nine minutes to go. So Chalk Kuzma gets there. I'm sure you saw on Twitter, but I cannot describe to you how much pain I'm in for the Kuzma people that got bailed out. Cannot describe the amount of pain that I am in. Um, and then uh, what else was there to tilt about? Oh, Mac low-owned Maxi Kleba. One of nine shooting. One of nine. <sighs> Going over the rest of my lineup, though. So I ate the chalk with Sykes. Um, you know, he was he was pretty solid there at only 3.3K. I used both Drew Holiday and Milton. Was a little bit surprised how low-owned Drew Holiday was. Only 26%. He was an absolute smash. Middleton was good, too. Um, if you played Bobby Portis, you got insanely unlucky. He got in massive foul troubles. So that really sucks. Um, I went back to Sabonis. I told everyone, I was like, hey, I'm going back to Sabonis. Ownership, I think, drops a bit after last night. He, was, he let everyone down. He actually was a little bit higher than I thought. Uh, 40% in this one. 64 fancy points. An absolute smash. Um, those 6K centers were, were guys I really, really liked. I ended up going with Nurkic. But it was really close like him, Wood. Uh, you had Gaffer the mix. We got in foul trouble, too. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good six Portis again got in foul trouble. Um, and then I rounded up my lineup with Rudy Gay. So, you know, right now I'm on like the money line. So if Tyler Hero can actually just have an average second half, I'll probably uh, min cash. Don't think I have takedown potential um, unless Tyler Hero really, really gets it going. But um, yeah, guys, that was it for the look back. Just uh, extremely. Oh, and then, yeah, uh, the the late news too, like. That was that was up there with like the summer league where you know it's just eight hours of just full stress for me like the entire day. Uh, that last hour was insane because you got so many unexpected things. You had Gobert out, which is like, yes, I was so excited. Like yes, what low on Whiteside gonna smash? Whiteside gets ruled out too. Have you ever seen a situation? Whiteside went through shoot around. It was a concussion. Like how do you go through shoot around but then get? I whatever. So then I'm like, okay, and I'm scrambling. I got to make a pivot. I ended up just swapping to Rudy Gay. It's working out right now. But um, yeah, that was super stressful. We had the Hawks. So I'm like, okay. I, I was like, oh, Kevin Herter's going to look great with him starting. He They don't start him. He was starting every game with Trey Young in, Trey Young out. They don't start Herter. I'm just like, what is going on tonight? So it was just super, super stressful, uh, super tilting uh, night. We'll see how it finishes. Uh, knowing my luck, Tyler Hero will go one of 10 again uh, in the second half, and I will be uh, not very happy. But this is the winning lineup right now in the Rainmaker. It's Sykes, Reddish, Middleton, Sabonis, Wood, Holiday, Nawara, and Gallinari. Um, okay, so let's go over uh, the four-game slate now, guys, and we'll start off with Boston and New York. So on the Boston side, I mean, there's nothing that really stands out to me. I think Tatum and Brown are both fine options. Um, the stats aren't updated from uh, the game tonight, but it was Jalen Brown that had a good game tonight. Uh, he's only 9K. Um, Tatum's at 10-2. Again, both are decent options. I don't. I wouldn't say either are priorities. Like Robert Williams, Al Horford, both seem priced about right at around 7K. Smart and Schroeder with the team fully healthy in the six low 6K range. Again, feels right. Richardson at 4-6, probably a little bit overpriced uh, coming off the bench. There's just nothing that really stands out to me. So they're all kind of secondary plays. I don't think anyone really looks bad, but I'm also not really going to prioritize anyone in Boston. On the New York Knicks side, so 
The Knicks are always a tricky team to break down this year because outside of Randall, they go with the hot hand. So you, you never really know what's going to happen. Uh, there's, there's no Rose and no Kemba Walker. And I believe Nerlens Noel is questionable. So yeah, Randall had a really good game last uh, game, went for 59 fancy points in 39 minutes. I mean, he's had a much, much lower floor this year, though. So at 10K, kind of like those Boston spend-ups. I'd say more of a secondary play for me. RJ Barrett had a massive game last game, but like, just be careful, right? Like, there's times where he can play mid-20s minutes if he's not playing well. Um, so sure, he played 42 minutes, but that's because he was on fire. Um, so if I if I have a feeling that RJ Barrett is going to be chalk tomorrow, that's one where I'm just perfectly fine fading because if he struggles, there's a chance he doesn't close, right? I mean, you're going to say that about basically every one of these guys. Like Alec Burks played 36 minutes last game. He could easily play 22 minutes tomorrow, and I would not be surprised. Robinson at 4-6. Should play mid-20s minutes. He's a fair value, but um, doesn't really stand out to me. Evan Fournier at 4-4, same thing, right? The minutes have been down on him, but like if he shoots really well, he can play 35 minutes, and I would not be shocked at all. Um, Emmanuel quickly is at 4K. Uh, the minutes have been a little bit disappointing on him, even with some of these point guards out, but um, I do have some interest in him just because you know he's really cheap, and uh, he can break the slate if he gets it going. Other value here for the Knicks, not much else I love. Like Quentin Grimes played 20 minutes last game. He's 3-5. You can always take a dart on him for tournaments. Taj Gibson's 3-2. He's been playing the back of five. I guess he's in fair value because he has that power forward eligibility. And again, he's really, really cheap. Um, Kevin Knox is 3-1. Um, he was out of the rotation last game, so uh, would not go there. Probably it. So... Yeah, the Knicks are a tricky team. I would say outside of Randall, Barrett, Burks, Fournier, quickly are all in play. But there's risk with, with all those guys, right? There's there's no guarantee those guys get the closing minutes. So um, the Knicks are always a team I, I target in tournaments. Moving on to Detroit. Again, they don't know the box was updated yet, which is a little bit annoying. Um, Sadiq Bay 8-5, feels too pricey for me. Diallo at 8-3, again, a little bit too pricey. The guy that stands out here is Cade Cunningham, 7.9K. I think we get mid-30s minutes. He's a guy that can stuff a stat sheet. Um, I do like him a decent amount. Trey Lyles uh, was on pace for a pretty big game. Then the game blew out. Um, oh, they have Trey Lyles stats updated? But they don't have... Wait. But they don't have any, everyone else's? What's going on here? But yeah, I mean, Trey Lyles was on pace for 30-plus fancy points. The game blew out. So um, if this game stays competitive, we probably get over 30 minutes from him. A decent rebounder. Uh, so I think Trey Lyles is a solid value uh, Garza was basically out of the rotation last game, which is kind of surprising. Um, Killen Hayes is only 3.4K. I mean, I think he's a fair value play. He does have a low floor, but we probably get around 30 minutes from him. Um, so I think he's a pretty decent value play. And they actually went to Potter as the back of five, which I found interesting. Um, I don't think I would play him, but yeah, he got the run over Luca Garza. That's probably it for me on the Detroit side. Moving on to Memphis. So, uh, He's 9.2K, guys. Desmond Bain's doubtful. We don't know about Dylan Brooks and Melton. Do you need me to say anything else? Do you? Uh, again, Bain is doubtful, so uh, don't expect him to play. We don't know the status of Brooks. We don't know the status of Melton. Slow-mo is doubtful. So if Bain, Brooks, and Melton, and, and if all the questionable guys are out, questionable doubtful, if they're all out, then it's like, all right, who is going to start? I would think Tyus Jones starts alongside Ja, 
and would make for a great value at 4 1. And then just like probably Killian Tilly would start too. So my guess the starting lineup of all these guys are out would be Ja, Tyus Jones, Killian Tilly, Triple J, and Adams. So yeah, there would be, and then like, you know, guys like Culver and Zaire Williams would be potential values too. Um, one of those guys could even pick up a start. So yeah, and Memphis is, is a pretty appealing team, especially if we get a lot of these guys that are questionable don't end up playing. Um, as far as the bigs go, Triple J, Adams, I think are both reasonable plays. I mean, you know the drill by now with Triple J. The floor is low, ceiling's high, you can stay out of foul trouble. Adams has been playing pretty consistent minutes. Um, I think we get, you know, 25 to 30, which I think makes him a pretty safe play in the mid-range. I do as I mentioned Brandon Clark. You know, he gets some backup four, backup five run. You have Triple J gets in foul trouble, he comes in. We'll also play some backup five. I think we get low 20s minutes, good rebounder. Um, I think he's a fair value play at 4.4K. And then, yeah, the rest of the value plays depends on the status of guys like Brooks and Melton. Moving on to Golden State and New Orleans. So, Steph Curry is questionable, which is massive, massive news. If Steph Curry can't go, it's going to make the rest of Golden State look really, really good. Like, Jordan Poole would most likely start and be the playmaker. He would look amazing at that price point. Um, even though I hate playing the guy, Andrew Wiggins would look pretty good. Um, I don't really know if Draymond gets a boost. You could argue his, uh, he actually, uh, doesn't get a boost. It goes down a bit because he gets a lot of his fancy points from assist to Steph Curry. Um, so I don't know necessarily if Steph Curry would be out if it would really help Draymond. Um, but yeah, then the rest of the value, you know, Gary Payton's 4-8, uh, he would be playable. Um, they sat out what Iguodala due to, uh, what was the knee injury? I thought it was rest. I think Otto Porter was rest. The foot, I think it was both. I mean, they, they haven't listed his injury, but I think it was rest. We'll see if like they both end up playing their potential values. Um, Damian Lee probably gets in their rotation for some decent minutes. He would be potential value as well. So the Steph Curry news is really, really big. If Steph Curry is in, then I don't know if there's anything that really stands out to me. I think Steph himself would always be a solid tournament play. He's really been struggling of late, though, so ownership probably would be low. Looney's 3-9. I mean, this is a big front court, so we probably get mid-20s minutes from him. I think he's a relatively safe value play. Yeah, that's it for Golden State. Let's move on to New Orleans. So um, Jonas Valanciunas, 8.8K. I mean, I like him here. Bigs have been been able to have their way against uh, Golden State. So um, sub 9K JV should play mid 30s minutes if the game does stay close. I think he makes for a pretty good play. Ingram at 8-1 has struggled of late, uh, but the price has also dropped. He was 9.6K last night. Now he's 8.1. So definitely has some interest in Ingram. Again, 3 of 18, 5 of 18 shooting. I'm not sure he continues to shoot that bad. And Mr. Consistent, Josh Hart just continues to get there. He's playing 36 to 38 minutes. He's doing everything, rebounds, assists, scoring the ball. I think he looks really, really solid there at that price. Uh, Devonta Graham at 5'9", um, you know, should get low to mid-30s minutes. I think he's a fair option. Herbert Jones will also get some solid run, uh, but he definitely uh, takes a backseat to, you know, guys like Ingram, JV, Hart. So he is also more of a secondary play. Um, NAW's minutes went way down last game. He only played 15, which is a little bit disappointing. But if he goes back to his mid-20s minutes off the bench, I think he would fir- be firmly in play there for GPPs. And finally, the Clippers and the Suns. So this Clippers team has caused me a lot of pain this year. A lot, a lot of pain. Um, no Paul George, no Kawhi, no Zubac, no Luke Kennard, um, no Hardenstein. We don't know the status of Nick Batum. So if the game stays competitive, we're probably seeing like low to mid-30s minutes from Reggie, Bledsoe, Morris, and Man. So they would all look pretty solid here. Phoenix, 
Um, hasn't really been the same defensive team of, you know, last year where they were really, I mean, they're still good, but like they haven't been amazing on the defensive end. Um, Reggie and Morris would probably be the guys to get the most shot attempts up. Uh, probably lean Morris for the discount. I know he was disappointing last game, but it was also a massive blowout. He lost 14 minutes. Bledsoe, if he starts, I actually think he's a fair play. A guy that can contribute in a lot of different ways. Uh, it's also a revenge game here if you're into that. Terrence Mann is sub 5K. Like, that seems a little bit too cheap for him. So, like, the main four Clippers guys look good. And Ibaka, if he starts, I think is a decent value. He had a really good game last game. Shot 7 of 7. Um, so, I really think the whole starting five would be decent uh, options here for the Clippers. And then, you know, guys like Amir Coffey, Justice Winslow, I think are viable as well. Um, you know, Winslow at times gets some backup five run. I think he gets, you know, high teens and maybe 20 minutes off the bench. So uh, definitely some interesting plays here on the Clippers side. And then, yeah, monitor Batum. Like if Batum ends up playing, just going to make, you know, the rest of the starters basically a little bit riskier because I think I would think Batum probably plays like 20 to 25 minutes. And finally, the Phoenix Suns. So a decent spot here. I think Devin Booker, 8.7K, makes for a good tournament play. Again, the ceiling's high on him, but he also has a relatively low floor if he struggles. He can go for like 30 fancy points. So good tournament option. I think Chris Paul looks like a great cash game play revenge game area of as long as this game doesn't blow out. Um, he seems super safe. 16 and 15 assists last couple of games. Has a pretty high floor. So yeah, like some Chris Paul. Um, Jalen Smith last game got in some foul trouble, only played 16 minutes, but assuming he can stay out of foul trouble and play his 25 to 28 minutes, I think he makes her a pretty good play. Um, Cameron Johnson at 5.3, I think is, is a decent option. We probably get again, low thirties minutes from him. Uh, Cameron Payne at four, four again, low twenties minutes. He's a decent GPP play. And then Bismack Biembo. So you guys know, like, I really liked Biembo last night as a contrarian play. It worked out in a massive way. His price did jump, though. And I don't think we get 29 minutes again. Like, I think if Jalen Smith gets stays out of foul trouble, we probably get 16 to 20-ish minutes from Biembo, um, which I still think makes him play. Like, Biembo's not a bad point per minute guy. He's a guy that can get some block shots. He had three blocks last game. So still would have some interest in Biembo, but um, definitely a little riskier now that he, his price went up $1,000. And yeah, I think that's really it for the Suns guys. So, um, and that's going to wrap it up for the video as well. Again, guys, if you happen to join the content, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Would really, really appreciate that, guys. But thanks again. Have a great night, and I will see you all in the next video.